0: Speak, choose to life. Tell your story. Tell your song. Tell your truth. It's all about you. Speak, choose to life. With your host, Pam Osby. So. This is a follow-up show to talk about two other aspects of the six-year-old who shot his teacher. If you recall, a six-year-old went into the classroom of his teacher, and previous to the incident, he actually brought bullets to the classroom, and the Virginia school was warned that bullets were brought to the classroom, but they downplayed it. Allegedly, according to uh, news outlets, it's been highly reported that the officials at the elementary school in Newport News, Virginia, where a first grade teacher was shot by her six-year-old student, um, they, they downplayed the complaints issued by the teacher about the boy. So the teacher is Abigail Werner. She's 25 years old. She reportedly raised concerns and requested help for school officials relating to the boy's behavior uh, and included a threat to light the teacher on fire and watch her die. Now, see, I didn't know this in the beginning. This is very concerning. The issue was dismissed according to messages from fellow teachers. They they, um, reported this to the Post, right? Zer- Zer- Zerner is a first grade class uh, teacher and she was in her class when a boy pulled out a nine millimeter handgun that was owned by his mother and fired at her, hitting her through her hand when she held up a defensive post and then in her upper chest. Um, I'm happy to report that um, this teacher is recovering she's in stable condition she's been praised for escorting all of her students out of the classroom to safety after she had been shot and then another school employee rushed in and physically restrained the boy okay the location rich neck elementary school in newport news they face a lot of criticism for howling shooting that authorities have deemed intentional this was not an accident And I've been seeing a lot of comments by educators online. Uh, Myself, I am a former educator. I worked in the schools. I taught uh, grades K through 12. And um, earlier in the 2000s, when I was at that time teaching, we had to go through those drills of what to do if there's an emergency a shooting or something like that. And at that time, I... I kept thinking to myself, this is a huge responsibility being be in the classroom It's not just like you just show up, do your lesson and go home. You are there to protect, guide these young souls. And, you know, in this school district for allegedly them ignoring this teacher's request or downplaying that the little boy ain't gonna do anything. These days we can't take that into consideration. Right now, the police and school officials have not answered questions relating to the boy's behavior. Um, And the teacher probably was told not to say anything about the boy's behavior because he probably have to lawyer up or something like that. But anyway, the boy remains in emergency custody at a medical facility. The family of the students spoke out for the first time this week and said that the gun had been secured before the boy took it to school. I don't know if I believe that, but the family made a statement, quote, our heart goes out to our son's teacher and we pray for Hilly in the aftermath of such an unimaginable tragedy as she selflessly served our son and the school, the children of school. Our family has always been committed to responsible gun ownership and keeping firearms out of the reach of children. Okay, if that's true, I have questions about what happened. How did this young man, young boy, get the gun? Did he grab a key and get it? Did he uh, memorize a code? He, even though the gun was secured, it's like they making this statement. In my opinion, I'm thinking they making this statement to say, "Hey, you know, we didn't, we did everything by the book, so we didn't do anything wrong." It's just very interesting to me. So, another thing that came out was the parents had some kind of um, a report where they needed to or some kind of educational plan where they needed to actually be inside the classroom with their son. And I think on a rotational basis, the parents would come in. This specific week, they did not come in. And they're saying now that they're very sorry that that did not occur. So I'm reading comments that people are making. One person, John says, if it was in his care plan to have at least one parent with him during class, And parent could not be there. He should not have been there. Again, to me, that lays on the school's responsibilities. They didn't even go by the plan that they were supposed to go by. Another uh, reader says, the parent should be charged with accessory to the crime of assault with a deadly weapon. Others are saying, no, the gun was not secured. Quote, another uh, reader says, his parents should be incarcerated because he definitely learned hatred like that at home. Now, I don't know if he learned hatred at home. I don't know what his uh, does. He has a mental health issue. What issue does he have that made it in his mind to say that he wants to burn and, and murder his t- teacher. Like it's so it's, it's a little nerve wracking. A lot of educators, have said that the educational system has failed this little boy. And they also have failed this teacher by not protecting her. I'm glad she is well, and I'm going to be looking to see what's happening here with the parents are, is it going to be a pass for these parents or are they going to get charged with something like the parents did in another case? Um, It's interesting and I'm not blaming the parents, but if you have a gun in your home and it's not secured or say like it's secured and your child gets it, who's responsible? The The young person in question is so young that they can't even charge him. So what happens here? Will this teacher go back to her classroom? Will she want to? I mean... It's a lot of questions, and I don't have any answers for this one. But, you know, if I get some more updates, because, like I said, I'm watching this case, it's it's to me very sad that, you know, the authorities, I know they're still investigating it. It happened, and now it's a long investigation. But how did the gun get through? Does they, uh, uh, I'm, I'm hearing allegedly that the school did not have any kind of, uh, security protocols. Like you could just come into school. They didn't have any, uh, those, uh, gates that you have to go through. Most of the schools I went to, they had security and they also had metal detectors and you had to go through those. Now the school has metal detectors. Why did y'all have it before? I'd have never understood this. Was it a financial reason why the school decided, Hey, it wasn't important. It wasn't in the budget. And now you have to wait for a fellow teacher to get almost darn near murdered. Now you want to put metal detectors in there. Very interesting to me. Um, you know, a lot of people are mad about their parents, but we don't know the full picture. No charges have been filed at all in this case. Just letting you know, um, Quote, unquote, the prosecutors will make the right decision based on evidence that they have in front of them, whatever. Um, There's a family attorney for the young child and um, the juvenile court system has opted to treat the boy as a child in need of services, meaning counseling and other related services. But if he's starting off six years old with this, I don't know. If the counselors are going to help, it seems like there's a lot going on with this child. So they're treating the child for mental health concerns at this point. And they're explaining that the young person has an acute disability and was receiving accommodations and a care plan through the school that included his parents attending school with him, walking him to class each day. Um since this is not an accidental shooting shooting i don't know there's a lot of anger with the community right now parents and other community members question why wasn't more done that could have prevented the shooting um the superintendent said that administrators at the school were alerted their child might have a weapon the day of the shooting his backpack was searched nothing was found well he probably had it um, and he probably had to tuck in his pants or something. Drew said the child removed the gun from his backpack at some point and had it on his body. Um, New- Newport news schools have endured two other shootings in a little over a year, both with incidents involving teenagers who shot at other students. Um, but this shooting at this school was completely preventable. If the red flags have been taken seriously and proper procedures clearly communicated and followed. And that's, that's from Amber Thomas. She is a former school psychologist that worked in that, that, um, that community. You know, they didn't respect the teacher. That's, that's the way I look at it. They, they they didn't respect the teacher. And then they also look at these, you know, you we all have made this mistake. We look at children as innocent beings. We don't look at them as possible murderers. We don't look at them as possible people, little people that's going to go out there and hurt somebody. But this young man probably already had mental health issues before the age of six is what I'm thinking. And the parents knew what he had going on. That's why they had a care plan. But the school could have did much better. I think they really let Abigail down and they let the class down. The young kids that saw that level of violence are either going to be curious and want to know more about that type of violence or they're going to be scared of guns. They're going to be scared of gun violence the students at that school will have to go through a lot of counseling just to deal with their feelings and emotions about what happened in the school. And the parents, some of them are going to want to just protect their children and not have them return back to school. Some people might pull their kids out and say, I want to homeschool, but you can't always do that either because you can't prevent it. I mean, you can live in your home and and you could still get hurt at home. Somebody could come in your home and do something to you. But I do understand the need right now for a lot of these parents to like have open conversations with their children about their emotions, their feelings. And most of all, these schools in my opinion need to do a better job in protecting teachers. Teachers are the most unprotected in school. We we saw what happened in U- Uvalde, you know, things happen to teachers and school staff in these situations. And when a teacher goes to have that conversation with you about what's happening with a student, there should be some, some protection or some kind of support. It's, it's a, I can't explain the feeling that you have when you're in the classroom with students and something unexpected happens, and then you go to the school and you try to have a conversation with the dean of students or whoever, I've been there. I had a class that was so bad at one point with some individuals that to me were disturbing. And, you know, when I contacted the front office, literally nothing was done. And it got so bad that <laughs> I would go to my supervisor because I was working for an organization that brought me into schools to do school programming. And I was in the school's for eight years in different schools and some of the same schools. And, you know, I told my supervisor at some point that I didn't want to go back to the school. And she was like, no, it's going to get better. I'm like, yeah, if it doesn't get better, I don't want to come back to the school. And it it ended up being my only first year at the school. And after that year, I never went back to that school. In fact, I, 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 I didn't go back to that organization, (laughs) I just moved on to another opportunity, working with students in a different way, but I didn't want to do that because, um, I was ignored. (laughs) I was ignored and, and I could see if something would happen in that classroom, I would be left holding the dirty bag. (laughs) That's just my personal opinion, but I am glad Abigail Zerner is, is healing I hope this is only a bump in her road. I know she got a long road ahead of healing her heart, her body, and her spirit. She's obviously obviously a great teacher. Um, and it's difficult when you have students that have disabilities. And and maybe the teacher just wasn't informed of all the specific issues this, this student had. And the, the school should have did a better job to protect their teacher, not just the parent and the child, just my opinion. That's it for now. I will talk to you soon. Be well, stay true to life, and the rest will follow. Peace.